Fire 1286. Luckily, I'm not scooping ice cream anymore. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. Ever heard the saying, your company is only as good as the people you hire? It's true. Find your perfect candidate today. Visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? Johnny Doom is here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jared Brown. Jared, are you prepared to ignite? Let's do it. Yes. Jared is an entrepreneur, angel investor, and programmer. He launched one of the first iPhone camera apps, which has been downloaded over 2.5 million times. TechCrunch and CNN have interviewed him. He's written for Inc. and Business Collective. Most recently, he started a SaaS time tracking business named Hubstaff, which is making seven figs. Jared, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse in your personal life. Yeah. So I, right now, if anybody asked me if I was a workaholic, I would say absolutely. But <laughs> but it hasn't. It definitely hasn't always been this way. Uh, so I know my parents were probably pretty worried in the very beginning when I was in high school, got my first job, was working at a restaurant scooping ice cream, and. Uh, Pretty much worked my way into getting fired from that job, showing up late, <laughs> giving way too much ice cream to everybody, uh, just not following the rules at all. And, uh, you know, the, so they were worried about where I was going right. to go with things. And the one thing that stayed true was my love for computers. So the whole time, I'm, I've always been super passionate about computers, was saving up all my money to buy my first computer in high school, spent thousands of dollars on software instead of buying a car. And, was able to turn that into a successful career by working hard at doing uh, programming. I want to be clear about a couple of things, Fire Nation. Not everybody has been a hustler their whole lives at everything they do. Jared gets fired from scooping ice cream. When I was growing up, we had a neighbor to my left. We had a neighbor to my right. Uh, I used to mow the lawn of my neighbor to the right. I'd get 20 bucks. Loved it. My neighbor to my left said, John, can you mow my lawn for 20 bucks? I said, um, no, because I only need $20 a week to like do what I want to do. Take my girlfriend out to a movie. I'm done. No mas. I'm not going to work harder. And, and that was just me. I would always do what I needed to, to get by. And, and Jared, you didn't find that thing that you were nose to the grindstone with till you got into computers and programming and fire nation. We go through seasons as entrepreneurs where we bust our little hootie booties. And then we can move forward into a little season of relaxing and go forth and so forth. You know, we're all Gary Vaynerchuk's going nose to the pedal every single day of the week. We can go through these seasons. So Jared, now that you are nose to the grindstone, let's talk about revenue. How do you, in today's world, generate revenue in your business? Yeah. So my business is Hubstaff and we're a SaaS-based tool for tracking time. It's got proof of work in there. You can do payroll and our revenue is all generated from subscriptions. So monthly or annual subscriptions. And we've finally hit seven figures with it, which we're very excited about. And uh, basically 
all of that is coming in through organic search and content marketing. So we're in a lucky position where we don't have to spend a ton on advertising. People are searching this uh, sort of solution out and they're finding us and giving us a try. Well, right now you're doing about the best content marketing you can do, brother. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's the size of your staff? So we're up to about 20 people. Uh, we have They're all basically contractors and we're, we're living the remote lifestyle. So all of us are working from home oh, all wow. over the world. And uh, we keep, so the the workforce keeps ebbing and flowing. Uh, It changes every few weeks, but uh, yeah, we're around 20 people right now. What do you guys use as a communication system with the team? We used to be all uh, about Skype and we've switched over to Slack and we're loving it. That is such a common trait, Fire Nation. So many people have used stuff like Skype or other tools like that. And when Slack became available and big, that transition just made sense. And Jared, like, why do you specifically like Slack? Like, what, what makes it make more sense for your team? I think it's easier to not let stuff slip through the cracks. You can create a lot of channels very easily in it, where in Skype, it just felt like you had too many if you went over five or 10. Uh, and it has a unread messages feature Ooh. in it. So you can easily see when there's something in a channel you haven't read, almost like email. So Jared, let's kind of go back in time now. You know, I feel like we know a little bit about what you're doing now. We're going to obviously dive more into that in a little bit. But take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. And Jared, I really want you to tell us that story in first person. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. I was very excited about the iOS app store launching back in 2008. And my now wife and I were on a vacation and we're talking about, hey, we should do an app. You know, this was back when there were really only hundreds, maybe a few thousand apps in that store. And uh, we were talking about what what should we do? We want to be a part of this. This seems like history in the making right here, mobile apps. And we look around and everybody is taking photos. Then, you know, this in 2008, you still had a lot of people that didn't have smartphones with right. good cameras. So they're using point and click type uh, point and shoot cameras everywhere. So we look at that and say, hey, we need to create an app that makes it easier to take photos on your iPhone. And at the time, you could only tap on the icon on screen, which was a little bit awkward for us. We always felt, you know, coming from a, we use DSLRs a lot. We always liked being able to hold it, have the shutter button. So my wife goes, well, why don't we just make it so you can use the volume button, the volume up button on the iPhone as the shutter button? I thought that sounded great, really simple thing to go make. I started looking into it when we get back from vacation, and turns out they had no way for you to easily do this mm. in, in iOS at the time. So we didn't let that stop us. We thought about what other features could we put into this app? What are some other things that we could definitely do while we continue to figure out how to do this really complex uh, shutter button approach? And so we contracted one of my friends who's a really great developer and got him involved and within just a month of development, we launched our first version into the App Store. And basically, all it did was allow you to tap anywhere on the screen as the shutter button. So instead of just a little icon at the bottom, is just tap anywhere. Really simple feature. And it almost immediately, within the first three weeks, started gaining some traction and, and, and started getting a lot of downloads. So we knew we were onto something. And we were able to just add more little features that like that, like a rule of thirds feature and just anything we could think of, little filters and stuff. And it started to take off more and more. We had a pay for version and then we had a free version. Uh, and most of the downloads were, of course, with the free version. But the problem here is that 
we were doing some stuff that Apple didn't really sanction in their SDK. We were using some of the gray areas uh, of their API. And so were all the other photo apps at the time. I mean, you had to, to be able to create these photo apps back then. There were about 20 of them in the store at the time. Well, we got rejected with one of our updates when going through the Apple review process. They said, you're not going to be able to get this uh, update through because of the fact you're using these unlicensed, these, you know, these unsanctioned API calls in there. And we're basically just shut down at that point. We were making a little bit of money off of it, enough to pay the the mortgage every month and just having a lot of fun with it. So it really caught us by surprise. They're going to just shut us down like this. So I tried thinking, what what's something good that could come of this? Maybe I could you know get somebody like TechCrunch interested in this. Maybe they'll write about it. So it's Sunday night. I fire off an email to TechCrunch, just to their main email address. Just tell them what's going on here, that if we get shut down like this, the other 20 camera apps could get shut down like this. That's going to affect possibly millions of people right. that are using these camera apps. And I didn't think much of it. You know, it was just a shot in the dark. I wake up Monday morning and I've got a response from TechCrunch. Whoa. And they, yeah, they're saying, well, you know, how soon can we interview you about this? And this was when it was really hot to talk about the app store rejections. So, you know, they were all over it. I got featured on TechCrunch, got my interview on there, this great moment. And I had a consulting business at the time advertising that I do iOS development. And so out of the woodwork came all these people emailing me asking if I could give them quotes for their projects. You know, can I work on their project for them? And I thought, hey, this is going to be great. We're going to get tons of work out of this. I'll bring on some subcontractors. I was really excited about it. And I was just, I guess, too naive to realize that I needed to vet these people a lot more, vet the projects a lot more. So I started putting a lot of time into doing the quotes, taking on the projects, getting some initial down payment, and then doing a whole bunch of work with subcontractors. So I'm really on the hook for how much I'm paying all these subcontractors, mm-hmm. knowing, well, when I hit that next milestone, I'll get the payday. I'll pay the subcontractors what I owe them. I'm going to have a nice, tidy profit left over. I'm going to be rolling in the money. And that nothing could be further from the truth. Basically, all of those projects, <laughs> there are about two or three big ones that I just got let, left holding the bag on and had to pay my subcontractors and just really took uh, a loss, like into the tens of thousands on that. That was my biggest, worst moment. Biggest, worst moment, Fire Nation. But the reality is this, even in these worst moments, and this is why we dive into these first and foremost, because you know here we have Jared, he's running you know a great SaaS business, seven figures right now. He's had his tough times. He's had those gut-wrenching emails of, uh, oh, you're, you're shut off, like you're done. And it's like, what do I do next? And he said, hey, why don't I go you know, to TechCrunch? And that was working. And then that moves to the next thing. And then you know, we have these starts and these stops as entrepreneurs, and it's just part of the journey. So Fire Nation, just do this. Embrace the journey. Know there's going to be ups. Know there's going to be downs. Know that it's never as good as you think it is, but it's also never as bad as you think it is. It's always somewhere a little bit in the middle. Just keep that close to your heart. Now, Jared, let's shift to another story. This one being an aha moment, an epiphany that you've had at some point in your journey. And you've had a lot of aha moments, brother, but take us to one of your greatest ideas and walk us through how you turned that into success. Not so much an idea. It's more of, uh, I get pitched a lot. As a developer, a lot of people will come to me Say, hey, I know you build apps. I've got a great idea. I have a million dollar concept. You know, l- let me tell you about it and see if you're interested. And they're all expecting you to be interested. They want you to sign right on, you know, go 
you know, I don't even need money. I'll just take some equity in it. And they get pretty excited. Uh, so I get this email out of nowhere from this guy named Dave Navote. He found me on LinkedIn and he says, same sort of thing. I've got this great concept. I saw you on LinkedIn. You look like a good developer. Let me talk to you about it. So I set up a call and usually what I do going into these calls, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm going to listen to what the guy has to say. And then I'll try to recommend one of my other friends who might need some dev work right now and uh, tell him to get in touch with that person. Question. Do you sign NDAs before these talks? No, I don't. And so if people are requiring that, then I usually don't go forward with the call just because there's so many of them uh, that it just wouldn't even be useful for me to, to spend the time to do that. Good to know. I get on the call with Dave and he starts off right in the beginning, just clearly explaining what the problem is, how he's trying to solve it, what the solution is going to be in terms of the software application. Uh, He talks about this trend of people working remotely and how that's a growing trend. And then he really surprised me by talking about a prototype. He's actually at this point that he's talking to me already built a prototype, basically went out and found somebody else that had similar software got them to white label it for him. So he paid them some money to do that. And he did that so that he could go out and start testing it. He had a website. He had a way for you to swipe your credit card and actually purchase it. He had Google Analytics set up. He'd done some marketing through AdWords. So he knew what the cost per click was going to be on the ads. He had all these metrics he's showing me. And the whole time, he's using the software himself. And he's using it for his current team that he had at the time for, for his business. And I love the fact that he was eating his own dog food is what they usually call that. <laughs> so he then really wrapped it up well by saying that he knew going into this, it's going to be a software play, real technology play. And he needed a good CTO. He needed to have good technology baked right into the company. And he just offered a 50-50 split. Oh, you know, just love to, that. Yeah, no negotiation. Just I want you to be as vested in it as I will be. We're going to be working hard on this for, for many years. Let's just go 50-50. And then also the other thing that I usually look for uh, is that you can start with a single feature mm. so the app doesn't have to have 20 things that it does well before you can start selling it. It just needed to do one thing. And that was track time with screenshots. That's the proof of work part of it. And we can build up around that for years to come. So I, mean, he, I was thinking in the beginning, I'm going to recommend him to somebody. And by the end of the call, I'm like, yeah, I'll recommend you to somebody. It's me. me. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll work with you on I'll this. I'll take 50% of this, what is now already a seven-figure business. And the sky's the limit, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. We think so. So I think the aha moment for me was uh, listening to somebody else come up with a concept because for too long, I had banged my head against the wall trying to figure out what I could develop as a product. You know, being a developer, I've got the tool set, but it doesn't mean I have the great concept of what to go and build. And so I would try, I mean, I have tried like three or four different products in the past and none of them would catch, none of them get any traction. So getting Dave to come to me, he's got a good concept. He had a good approach that I really liked to it. And then having that partner in the business that's going to bring that different viewpoint, the non-developer viewpoint to the business, I think has been really key. So that's been the aha moment. Fire Nation's listening right now. If they have an idea, potentially even a prototype that they want to work through, but they know they need to find that developer, where do you recommend that they go? And again, this is just to the masses. This is the Fire Nation. Where would you recommend they go to, to start that search? I think LinkedIn is, is a really great place to go. It's, it's got pretty much everybody on it. If you're willing to put the time into the research on LinkedIn, you can find just about anyone. 
uh, in AngelList, if you want to post a job and see who responds, mm. I think AngelList is working really well lately. Jared, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? My biggest weakness is going too deep into one subject. I, de- I tend to just deep dive on something to the detriment of getting other things done. And oftentimes that whatever the topic is or the feature or the discussion, it's just not going to be that. There's a real diminishing point of value and I go beyond it. What's your biggest strength? My biggest strength is really attracting top talent and being able to work with just about any personality type. I've worked with a lot of very different people through my career and can get along with them and and help motivate them to drive great results. What is the one thing that you are most fired up about today? The latest thing for me is our momentum at Hubstaff. It just blows my mind to see how far we've come from the early days four years ago and how much revenue we're adding month over month right now. It's just, it's crazy to me. So Fire Nation, speaking about momentum, we got some serious momentum heading into the lightning rounds. But we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. There comes a time when creating, managing, growing, and scaling your business just isn't possible anymore. Well, not if you're doing it alone. Enter help. Hiring a team is exciting because it means you're not only freeing up your own time, you're also giving your business room to grow and scale. But where can you go to find qualified candidates? We all know posting on just one site isn't going to help. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you don't have to sweat it. ZipRecruiter.com allows you to post to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Once you post it, you'll instantly be matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidate its role into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it right now for free. Find your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Just visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire to get started today. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Jared, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Bring it on. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I've always felt like I'm an entrepreneur at heart, but I never had that business that really had real customers or users got any traction. So the thing to me is just knowing what to build and knowing how to build it, what to build and how to reach your customers. So I always had the how to build and and not the other two parts. What's the best advice you've ever received? Evaluate your ideas first before getting too attached to them. Take a moment to maybe come up with a list, figure out a few concepts that you want to work on, and don't just go with the first one and get super attached to that and think that that's going to be your million-dollar concept. I think you really need to vet each of those concepts. And if you have a few of them, you're going to be less likely to get too attached early to one of them. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I like to start my day off clearing my inbox out. So I have a goal of getting my inbox cleared out by 9 a.m., get everything out of it. Then I can focus on doing some meetings or working on some, some actual work like specs or code. And then the other thing I do is when I'm, before I go to bed, I do the same thing. I clear out my inbox again. So it's fresh when I wake up. Inbox zero. (laughs) Jared, share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. All right. This one might seem a little boring, but I use it all day long and it's Google Docs. I love documenting things. I'm a big fan of, of doing upfront documentation, getting a clear plan together. And so I use Google Docs for all of that. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? 
So I don't have too much time to read books lately, unfortunately. But the last good one that I did read was uh, Getting Real by 37 Signals. I think it, it's in PDF form. It's free online. And it's not too long of a read. And it just goes through, uh, specifically for building web apps, exactly how you should approach that and how you should start with something small and build from there. It just really covers all the best practices. Well, here's an update on 37 Signals. They have shifted their entire brand to Basecamp because they found that one thing that was working for them, and now that's all they do. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Jared, this is the last question of the lightning round, but my man, it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of. All you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? The first thing I would do, and I think this is the most important, is to start networking. You know, especially if I don't know anybody at this point, I want to go out and find the best and brightest people that I can, start seeing what they're talking about, what they're interested in, seeing if I can work with them, and just kind of let things happen naturally from there. And I would use that $500 towards the startup capital for when we started building inevitably some sort of software product. The great thing is it doesn't cost too much to get started in software today. As long as everybody's working for free, the 500 bucks goes a long way on uh, operational overhead. Jared, we started on fire. I want to end on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. You can connect with me on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Jared Brown. It's J-A-R-E-D Brown. Uh, if you have any questions for me at all, feel free to reach out and I definitely will respond. We also have a special offer for Fire Nation. Yeah. We're offering 20% off of Hubstaff for 12 months. All you have to do to get that offer is head over to try.hubstaff.com slash fire to get the offer. And kind of explain to us real quick, you did at the beginning, but go through it one more time. What exactly does Hubstaff do? Who's it right for? Yeah, Hubstaff is aimed at people that have remote teams. It's a time tracking tool with proof of work. So it's really good at figuring out not just how long people are working, but what they're working Mm. on. You can see screenshots, you can see activity levels, you can see how a person divides up their day. You don't just get a number for how long they worked the day. You get to see it in 10-minute blocks. So it gives you great insight to how your team is working. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Find something that you love to do every day and, and make that your career. I know it sounds cliche, but I'm fortunate enough to be able to be excited every day when I wake up to, to build this business and work on software And luckily, I'm not scooping ice cream anymore. (laughs) Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with JB and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Jared in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. You name it, it will be there. And of course, check him out on Twitter. He will answer you, period, at Jared Brown. And get your 20% off Hubstaff if it makes sense for you and your business. And if you have a virtual team, it makes sense for you and your business. So give it a whirl. Try.hubstaff.com slash fire. 20% off for you, Fire Nation. This is not an affiliate link. This is 20% off for you. So 
I just want to say thank you, Jared, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you're looking for an all-in-one podcasting solution, allow me to introduce podcast websites. Website hosting, audio hosting, support security backup, all in one. Visit podcastwebsites.com and schedule a call to learn more and ignite.